0: hey there and welcome to your pocket sailing instructor i'm penny caldwell and i have been a sailing coach for over 25 years now i'm here to help you reach your sailing goals whether you're looking for gear reviews safety tips or just some fun sailing stories this podcast will have it all your pocket sailing instructor is an educational and fun podcast about all things sailing I plan on releasing weekly episodes every Thursday to help you end off your week on a high note. So grab your coffee and join me for your weekly dose of all things sailing. hope you're doing well. Welcome to another episode, Your Pocket Sailing Instructor. I'm Penny. I'm excited to have you join me today. I am sorry for the delay in finishing off this sale series. It seems like it's taking me forever. (laughs) Probably feels just as long for you. Hopefully not. Um, But yeah, we're going to jump right into it. So we are into the final steps of um, our sale series here. So we've talked about some things that you can do as far as maintenance on your own sales, uh, preventative maintenance for your sales. We've talked about different types of sales Uh, we talked about how to find a a sale maker and now we're going to talk a little bit about some of the fabrics and the different type of cut that you can get for your sale fabric and why you would choose different cuts and uh, basically yeah finishing up the last few things that you need to be aware of for ordering new sales so let's just jump right in so we're going to start off talking about different fabrics Um, so basically sail fabrics they're designed to with withstand harsh conditions in the sea strong winds uv exposure all that kind of stuff so um, the fabric that is used inherently will have some sort of built-in protection but basically every time that you use your sail it will be degrading the fabric will be stretching and will be kind of I don't wanna say coming apart, but uh, the, f- the fibers will be um, affected by the wind, UV, and all that kind of stuff. So um, basically, it- a way to help reduce that we talked about in one of our previous episodes uh, for your foresail. If you have roller furling, you will usually have a section of UV protectant uh, fabric that is sewn along the leech and the foot of the sail. So when you roll up the sail, that UV fabric is basically wrapped around and protects the foresail from uh, the UV and the elements. And then as far as your mainsail, same idea. You will have it flaked on top of the boom, and you will have some sort of sail cover, again, probably a heavier canvas type of fabric that is designed specifically to protect the sail while it is sitting on the boom um, so that you can extend the life of your sails. So I've recently replaced both sails for Spindrift. I've replaced the main as well as the foresail. I would say the main sail was probably a good 15 to 20 years old. Um, And then the foresail, Really, I replaced it because the ones that I have, uh, I have a jib and I also have a Genoa. The Genoa I find is way too big. It's a 180, um, a bit too much for the winds that we have out here in the mountains and then the jib that i was using was super stretched out really bagged out i mean that jib it was actually originally a hanked on jib and they had cut it down uh, to turn it into a sail for the furler Uh, so it really was not cut very well and also it was i would say at least probably 20 30 years old so uh, really old sales uh, really happy with the new ones that I that I ordered so so when I was looking at ordering my new sales uh, one of the first things I did was take a look at what type of sailing do I do so really for me I do a lot of day sailing weekend sailing, Uh, Being a sailing school, I am constantly out teaching people. So uh, the type of fabric I chose to go with was Dacron. So Dacron is also known as polyester, and it's one of the most common materials that you'll find for sales. Typically, it's it's white, uh, relatively inexpensive, uh, durable and they're basically the most popular type of sail for the recreational sailor so that is most likely the type of fabric that you are looking for as well if you are a uh, a day sailor Um, nylon fabric is used it's known for its elasticity so our nylon sails tend to be our spinnakers so when you are looking for a new spinnaker um, generally the material that you'll be using and the various colors and all that kind of stuff will be made out of nylon fabric. So for your main sale and jibs, jib sail, your foresail, you will not want to be uh, getting nylon. <laughs> um, the next type of sail that we will get into is for more of a performance type of sail. So you're getting into laminate sails and basically laminates are used um, because of the durability that they create. So basically the sailcloth, the way that it is created is um, it, it, doesn't enable for as, as much stretch. So with the cruising sails, with our Dacron, we will have some stretch. But with the the Kevlar, it's a high strength uh, synthetic fiber, and it does not stretch as much. So um, this tends to be more of a high performance type of material that you would get for racing sails, for instance. Um, and it also uh because it has low stretch, uh, it will retain its shape a lot longer. So like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, as soon as you put up your sales and you start using your sales, every time you use them, there's they're basically stretching out a little bit each time uh, more so with your uh, Dacron sail than with the Kevlar sails but every time you're going to use it there's it's going to degrade so that's something to think about if you are someone who is doing a lot of sailing a lot of long-distance sailing um, you know if you're gonna be offshore a lot or you know doing anything like that you might want to take a look at a higher um, fabric which in this case would potentially be a uh, laminate sale. So after that uh, there are some other types like carbon fiber again that's used for high performance uh, extremely expensive uh, but really good in uh, high winds especially, Uh, they really, really hold their shape. It's a very tight fabric. So um, definitely using some sort of carbon fiber. If you're boating in an area where you are out uh, doing perhaps longer passages, and you are experiencing higher winds, it might be worthwhile for you to look into a carbon fiber sail, if you can afford it. And uh, because specifically they do offer really excellent sail shape and performance in higher winds too. So something to keep in mind there. Uh, Mylar is a type of polyester, but um, again, if you're going to be most um, sail, Manufacturers will just use the Dacron because uh, it's the most popular one, but Mylar is another type of um, uh, polyester fabric, basically, that you can use as well for, again, for cruising cruising sails. Um, yeah, and just kind of day sailing. right so we have talked about our sail fabric so now let's chat a little bit about the construction of the sail itself so you will have a couple of options here depending on the type of sailing that you're doing um, and kind of how much you want to invest in your sails, how long you want them to last, the type of performance you want to get out of them. Um, so your sail manufacturer will ask you a little bit about um, some of the things you would like to add to your sail. So I talked about this in one of the previous episodes, we talked about you know battens and batten pockets, the difference between a full batten, partial batten. Uh, we talked about, let's see, reinforcing of the head, the tack and the clue uh what else do we talk about a whole bunch of stuff there's a bunch of extra things that you can add to your sales so that's in a previous episode so at this point once you've figured out kind of what you want to add to your sale the next thing that you want to think about too is what you want the construction of the sale to be so typically there are basically three different uh, we call them cuts that will be used by the sale uh, maker. Uh, that's where I like the cut of your jib. That's where that saying comes from. Um, but basically, uh, depending on what you're using the sail for, you will decide which cut works best for you. So, the most common cut that you will see for your sails, mainsail and foresail, uh, is called a cross cut construction. And basically, what that means is that the sail is cut into long uh, pieces that basically go across so they would go from the mast uh, or sorry, from the luff out to the leech. Uh, and then those panels are sewn together with, uh, supporting stitching, They overlap and all that kind of stuff so that they're, um, basically laminated together, nice and sturdy, but they are just the seams run basically from the luff to the leech. Usually there's a little bit of an upward angle to it, but depends on the sailmaker. Um, so that is called cross cut. Now the, um, Issues that people bring up with cross-cut. Like I mentioned, your sail will be stretching out every time that you use it. And uh the, the main part of the fabric itself will potentially stretch out faster than uh, where some of the um, panels have been stitched together. So you will have un uneven, I guess you could say, I don't want to say uneven though. It's not really so it when the sail starts to stretch out to a point where you can no longer trim it uh, efficiently, um, you'll notice it. it's more noticeable on a cross cut sail, if that makes sense. So basically you have a bunch of panels stacked one above the other, and they're all stitched together. And then as you're using the sail, kind of the fabric in between all of your stitching is kind of starting to stretch out a little bit. So. Hopefully that makes sense, um, but yes, it is the most common type of cut for a sale. It is the easiest for your sale maker to make, so it tends to be the most affordable, um, and it's a, it is a great option. Um, so it's it's a very common option. A lot of people that are doing day cruising and weekend cruising, and you know, maybe beer can races, that kind of thing, will definitely use a cross cut construction. So very uh, common. So for my sale, uh, for my main sale on Spindrift, what I did is I actually went ahead with what's called a tri-radial cut. Um, and I'm probably gonna completely butcher the description on this, but basically, um, All of, if, if you think of it this way, all of the fabric pieces, the panels that are created are going from the points of the sail. So the head, the tack, the clue, and they're all heading in towards the center of the sail. That actually was a pretty good description. (laughs) Um, So that would kind of be the easiest way to describe the tri-radial so that everything is kind of, um, yeah, heading in towards the center of the sail. The reason for this particular type of cut is it creates less distortion for the sail as it starts to stretch out. um, And it just tends to be a sail that is more easily um, uh, trimmed. I'm losing my words here. So uh, that was the reason why I went with this particular sail. The previous sail on the boat was a cross cut and I wanted to try something different. And a tri-radial, once I read up on how it is uh, created and the reason why the, the fabric is is cut and assembled in that fashion, I decided that that was going to be a really good sale for me on Spindrift, because it is a type of construction that really lets me manipulate a lot of the sale as far as, you know, using uh, my outhaul to tighten up the foot or using the leech line or my Cunningham. And these are all things that I teach my students and I show them on the boat uh, specifically what the sail looks like, how the shape changes, how the draft of the sail changes when you harden up or release the outhaul, for instance. So that was one thing that was kind of um, that was a clue for me when I was deciding to get new sails was that I was trying to manipulate the sail and I was trying to show the students what a Cunningham does, for instance, but my old sail was so bagged out and so uh, stretched out that really the shape of the sail didn't change much <laughs> so in the end I was you know using diagrams and everything to say theoretically this is what the sale should be looking like and finally I decided you know what the the sale is just not doing what it's supposed to time to replace it so I went ahead with a tri-radial construction uh, a little bit of a pricier option because there are more seams there's a bit more um, you know measurements and a little more effort that goes into creating a tri-radial uh, sail, so it will cost you a bit more money. But like I said, this particular construction, it's built this way specifically so that uh, it just stretches out in a different way. So I'm not really gonna say that it's better or, or you know fancier than a crosscut, but from what I have read, and so far what I have experienced with the new main sail, um, it seems to be a cut that is a little bit higher performance and a little bit easier to trim and will be a little bit more responsive, I guess, to any trimming that you're doing with your mainsail so for both my mainsail and my foresail i went with the tri-radial construction for the cut uh, of the sail um, and also for your uh, foresail your sailmaker maker will want to have some details about your roller furling setup uh, so that they can make sure that the luff is the proper length and that you're going to have enough room for all of your various attachments and also that The cut of the sail is appropriate so that when you do furl it up, you don't have any kind of bagginess, making sure that the leech and the uh, foot are tight enough so that when you roll it up, you get a nice tight furl and you have that UV protection that is going to be uh, basically protecting your sail when you're not sailing. So um, that is basically what you will be looking for when you're trying to do a furling for a sail. And like I said, both of mine are triradial, my main and my jib. Um, so I upgraded from the cross cut to the tri-radial, and then there's also another cut that is just radial. It's very similar to tri-radial, but there are less panels involved. So uh, similar construction might be a little bit, um, cheaper too, cause there are less panels involved. I'm not quite sure you'd have to discuss with your, uh, maker, but basically that is what we talk about when we talk about the cut of your jib or your fore or not your foresail, that is your foresail, uh, or your mainsail is basically, is it a crosscut? The fabric is going from the left to the leech, or is it triradial, where the fabric is basically going from the corners towards the middle or center of the sail? And again, depending on your cruising or racing, you will figure out which, um, which design best serves you. And another thing that you might look at as well is the type of winds that you're sailing in. So the boat, um, Spindrift used to be kept uh, over on the East Coast in Quebec, where um, the winds in the evening when they were racing were quite light. Uh, So it made sense just to get a a simple crosscut sail now out here on the west coast we are surrounded by mountains and there's constantly a lot of high winds coming down off of the mountain and so i find that the tri-radial just gives me a little bit better control uh when i'm trimming the sail and yeah i just find that i notice uh, right away that the sail is responding a little bit more so i decided to go with a little bit of an upgrade there for for spin drift. And some of the other upgrades that I did uh for the mainsail, I did two reef points. Um I did two full battens and two half battens. So uh giving me a little bit more control of the leech and I did basically the two upper battens were full battens and the two lower battens were partial battens. Um what else did I do? Nothing too too crazy, just making sure I had good um, threads. I upgraded my thread. Uh, All of the tack clue and um, head were reinforced already. I did upgrade my sail slides as well, the sail slugs. So you can get plastic ones or you can get metal ones. Uh, There's all kinds of different types of sail slugs. My last sail, I, I was on a an amazing broad reach, pretty much in 25, 30 knots of wind. It was a pretty good, uh, blustery, windy day. We were having an awesome reach. And unfortunately, about half of my slugs decided to die at the same time. So the <laughs> the whole luff of the sail kind of blew out. Um, so we managed to fiddle around and, and figure something out. But... That's something to consider for uh, your sail slugs. If you're gonna go with plastic, um, definitely have some extras on board that, so that you can replace uh, because they were all installed at the same time, they will start to fail around the same time. So making sure you have some extras. A lot of sailmakers, makers wherever uh, the batten reaches the luff uh, they will have some sort of m- usually metal slug that they will use because it is a little bit um, hardier and especially with a full batten, you want to make sure that you have that extra support because there's a lot of stress on the sail at that particular point or those points depending on how many full battens that you have. Um, yeah. so I'm gonna wrap up this episode here um, just wanted to touch base on the types of fabrics and the types of cuts that you might be looking at when you are purchasing new sales hopefully that helped give you a little bit of an idea of um, what some of the different languages and some of the different expectations of what you might be looking for out of your sale so just you can have a little bit more of an educated conversation with your sailmaker. a lot of sailmakers, though will or they should in my opinion um, um, ask you kind of what are you hoping to do with your boat, or what do you do currently with your boat? Uh, what will you be doing differently once you have new sails? Are you planning longer trips? Are you looking at, you know, are you upgrading your sails because you're going to go offshore for a couple years? That's a pretty uh, different need than somebody who is just, you know, racing once a week, let's say. So having a good discussion with your sailmaker and uh, making sure they understand what you are hoping to get out of your sail, uh, will really go a long way. For me, one of the things that I talked about with my main sail in particular, is I wanted to make sure that the leech did not get stuck on the backstay. You'll see a lot of boats where they have, uh, they've tried to kind of increase the sail size as much as possible. And a lot of times when they tack or jibe, the leech will catch on the backstay and when I'm teaching it's just something I don't really want to deal with and uh, so I kind of made sure that that was one of my points. Whatever cut that they come up with, whatever design. Uh, I want to maximize the sale area, but not to the point where my leech is getting stuck on the backstay. So, um, yeah, have a good discussion with your sailmaker and you should be able to hopefully develop a great relationship and get yourself some great sales. I will chat with you guys next week. We're heading into the holidays, so I have a few top 10 lists for you, some gift ideas, and all that good stuff. So, I will be in touch again soon. Bye.